Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Network. Uh, as always, a pleasure to be with you. And thank you so much for listening in and making us the number one sports law podcast in the world. This is episode 33 of season four. And we're going to be talking about what strategy is best in distribution for entertainment and sports content as we sort of enter this new age of distribution. And, you know, streaming is such an interesting phenomenon, and we've talked about it a lot on this show and written about it as well. It's it's one of these things, I mean, it, you know, I I truly believe that, you know, streaming and social media uh, are really, uh, particularly social media, uh, is really one of the greater um, inventions, if you will, when it comes to the distribution of information. And streaming is in somewhat in that same category because it really allows for somebody to stream at any time, at any place. It uh, doesn't matter, you know, in terms of, you know, when you have that, it's there, it's available. And, the, you know, content continues to get added. But one of the questions going forward is how is that content going to be managed? What does ownership look like for content? And I think these are some important questions that I think studios and networks are going to have to grapple with. Uh, you know, I think, look, the distribution of content um, is now more than, uh, in more than ever, important to Hollywood studios, networks, and really sports properties as well as they decide where to place their content. You know, there was an article this week I was reading about Amazon uh, and their uh, deal with regard to Thursday night football. And they're saying that viewership is going to be down, uh, which is not necessarily great for advertisers, but they're going to find ways to get creative with that. And that sort of in-app uh, performance where they'll probably will never really cut to a commercial break. They'll just have split screens. But uh, this idea that viewership is going to be down, I think comes to the fact that streaming tends to be a little more exclusive meaning you have to pay an extra fee for it, even though it's easy to access. You know, they're obviously 
a lot of platforms are now thinking about or have already implemented ad-based platforms or ad-based options. But the reality of it is, is that streaming is somewhat exclusive. And generally, if you're putting a, a, an asset, you know, on a platform, it's usually going to be exclusive to that platform for a period of time or what have you, unless it gets licensed to somebody else, but generally it's going to be exclusive, particularly if it's a newer, uh, a newer property. So again, the sort of question of where do Hollywood studios, networks, and sports properties place their content? You know, I think, um, you know, some content creators and owners uh, have gone the streaming route and, um, and of course they'll license to other streaming platforms as well. Uh, other networks and studios and sports properties have built their own streaming platforms. But then there's sort of this third group um, that has sought sort of wide distribution. And that's sort of they're, they're putting it out on traditional linear television. They're putting it out on social media. They're putting it out on uh, streaming platforms. And, uh, and they're doing multiple platforms. So if, you know, if, if it's available on one platform, it's available on all or multiple so it's really sort of um, this idea of of three strategies, right? And what's the right answer towards distribution strategy? And I think as with many business decisions, um, there's no one right answer. I think there's multiple ways to get to yes, if you will, or to get to success or profitability. Um, you know, sort of this idea of trying to find a balance between the bottom line, but also having creator happiness, right? Having your content creators be happy with regard to how their content is distributed, um, how it's consumed, you know, that sort of thing. So again, there's sort of these three uh, distribution strategies. Um, one is sort of wide distribution. That's sort of you put everything out there. You have multiple, you know, multiple ways to get it to people. The other is limited distribution, and that's sort of where, like, let's say like a Netflix or where it's specific to one platform and it's generally not going to appear on, you know, anywhere else unless it's a licensed uh, property, uh, licensed library, if you will, uh, on a certain platform. And then, of course, there's this third group that has really sort of found a place in the middle, entertainment and sports companies that have found a place in the middle where um, you sort of have wide distribution or some sort of version of distribution, but then maybe you have uh, limited titles. So it could be something like if something's new, you limit it to the, you know, to a specific platform, but if something becomes older, it loses its luster in that way. And you just find more places to put it. So you gain more traction. Is that the right answer? I think, again, these are all debatable when it comes to strategy. So to give some examples, an example of a wide distribution would be like Warner Brothers Discovery, right? And Disney. Uh, these are platforms, particularly in Warner Brothers case, uh, that you're really looking to sell content. And there was this great article in the Hollywood Reporter uh, that was talking about uh, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. And of course, you know, we've had that merger between Warner Brothers and Discovery. And the CEO was commenting on the fact that the whole point is to get paid, right? You create content to get paid. Of course, there's the artistic piece to this. At the end of the day, these are all businesses, right? You're looking to make money and you need money to survive, right? And so um, it, it really is a terrific article talking about where content comes from, how it lasts on certain platforms, 
And what's the point of it? You know, the point of it, you know, sometimes you want to tell a story. Sometimes you're, you know, just trying to entertain, but ultimately sort of where content comes from, how it gets distributed is all very important. And what uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is sort of saying as their strategy is that we're going to widely distribute what we have, but they also double down on the traditional theatrical releases saying, you know, they still believe in that. They think that um, ultimately uh, a great movie can get more traction by being distributed through a theater and then eventually coming back to a platform. Uh, And I think as we come out of the pandemic and continue to move forward, probably going to see more platforms getting into the traditional theatrical release, especially after considering um, some of the uh, box office successes that we've seen uh, over the course of the summer. Um, You know, I don't know if traditional streamers will do this or sort of your strict sort of, you know, streamers like, uh, like Netflix will do it in terms of going theatrical release. But, you know, at the end of the day, if they want, Academy Award recognition, they're going to have to go that route. So, but again, it was a terrific article in the Hollywood Reporter talking about the CEO of um, Warner Brothers Discovery and uh, sort of his strategy as to theatrical, linear TV and streaming. And I think Warner Brothers Discovery is in a really good spot because they have a homegrown streamer. Um, you know, they they have demonstrated an ability to obviously, you know, distribute through the theater system. Uh, and then of course they don't have a problem with licensing some of their content, to other platforms. And oftentimes I'm kind of surprised if I'm watching a certain show on a platform and then I go to another platform to watch something else, you know, cause sometimes you might bounce back and forth between, you know, multiple platforms. And sometimes you'll see, you know, a certain title, certain content appearing on, on both platforms. So, Again, sort of Warner Brothers Discovery has this sort of wide distribution, uh, as does Disney, because they've had so many platforms, frankly, and so many properties between ABC and ESPN and Hulu and um, and ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. Uh, and of course, they have linear television. So, um, but I think a, a limited distribution would be companies like Amazon and Apple and Netflix. These are strictly streaming platforms. There's no linear television involved. It is strictly streamer. And so um, what tends to, again, be a little more exclusive, uh, but with some ad-based tiers, uh, um, I think that um, there might be some additional options there. And then, you know, of course, again, when you add the ad-based tier, I think it opens up consumers to be able to afford it. But we'll sort of see how that plays out. And of course, examples of entertainment companies that have found sort of this sort of happy place in the middle. Um, I think Viacom Paramount is probably one of the better examples of this. Um, they brokered some international deals that have to do with streaming and, and linear television, but they've done a good job of really taking Paramount Plus and um, you know sort of making it a situation where you have Paramount Plus, but you're still using traditional you know distribution. And really where Paramount Plus is almost a reiteration of their linear television. You watch shows, you know, that sort of thing. And some of these other platforms like Hulu kind of act that way too, where you have a lot of commercials, particularly as an ad-based tier. And that's probably what Netflix is going to feel like, um, but might be speaking too soon on that because we don't know exactly. And maybe Netflix comes up with something that's a, um, you know, a little more innovative, but 
again, I think those are some of the examples of sort of wide distribution, limited distribution, and the sort of mix between the two of them. So uh, again, we'll sort of see how that plays out in terms of these different platforms licensing parts of their library to other platforms and whether that's a good idea. So I think let's get into that a little bit because I think one of the issues with limited distribution is that, um, and again, there was this great article in The Hollywood Reporter talking about, um, the title of it is, Why Did That Movie Disappear? Welcome to the streaming Streaming's Memory Hole Era. And it's sort of this idea that one of the worries about streaming is that when a pl- when a title is removed, you know, it's not like back in the day you might have a DVD or an H, you know, a VHS to be able to watch something. Um, now it's all digital. So if something's removed, you know, you're really not going to have access to it if it doesn't appear on another platform. So with this article and sort of what I want to call into question is this idea about sort of what happens when a title is removed from a streaming platform or library. In many ways, it's kind of lost in digital time, right? Because you don't know where it goes and it's really difficult to watch it. Now, from a business standpoint, you might say, all right, well, why would these platforms ever remove content when they're always looking for content? Well, sometimes things, you know, they um, they lose their luster. Um, you know, obviously storage potentially could be an issue. I mean, it's sort of a probably a lighter issue in terms of like, um, you know, cloud storage and sort of server storage. But I think it's just more about what's relevant and what they want on their platforms. Although I don't know if too many platforms are moving content, but the point being is, is that if you remove something from a streaming platform and it doesn't appear anywhere else, it's it's lost, right? So you're not going to be able to be able to access it as, as a consumer. So, um, you know, sort of after initial streaming and or theatrical distribution or some sort of combination of those two is uh, we became very familiar with during the pandemic. Um, staying staying power of a title is important, right? You want the title to be able to be there, to be available, to watch it. Um, and of course, because not not every consumer has every platform, you need to be strategic about it and you know, maybe don't put it on every platform, but you need to sort of make sure that you hit the top three, if you will, or top four uh, in terms of how you're distributing something. So look, again, you know, I think from, you know, the entertainment sort of company standpoint, they're all going to have to consider the availability of titles on platforms, you know, whether that's streaming or linear or both or um, how things sort of survive um, the sort of passage of history, right? Where do these titles move to? Um, And it, it could be, you know, could become a very difficult business decision to make. And of course, you know, going back to the sort of Warner Brothers discovery, um, you know, strategy. Uh, it's the first time, you know, I think with the ability of streaming a lot of, a lot, I think things got a lot more creative, right? Because I think platforms were willing to distribute more things, produce more things because it wasn't a dedicated time, right? When you go to the movies, you see it at one time, you have to see it at that certain time. That's what it is. Linear television for the most part, unless you're recording something, uh, is going to be, um, as it at its name as as its namesake, it's going to be linear. It's, you're going to see it at one point in one time unless it's recorded. But streaming really changes all of that because it puts everything in sort of this, um, really sort of this space of there is no time because it's it's sort of on a platform where you can record and 
Um, you can we rewatch it anytime. Well, not record, but it's it's sort of recorded for you in some sense. It's in a library. You watch it anytime. You pull it up anytime. Um, so, but in my mind, Warner Brothers sort of comment the CEO's comments about sort of we need to make sure we get paid is really an important one because as great as streaming is and and the growth of streaming, the reality of it is is that these companies need to sell content. They need to be able to make money through this. Um, so I, in some ways, I kind of applaud the CEO for sort of calling a, calling a spade a spade and saying, hey, look, we're in, we're in the business of making movies and making money, um, and we need to do that. you know. And so I think during the initial stages of sort of streaming, maybe there was uh, some freebies, if you will. So again, I, I think the what this translated means in terms of Warner Brothers sort of looking at this renewed business approach of let's make sure we get paid and let's focus on distribution and sales is this idea that Warner Brothers is really looking to um, have a wide distribution strategy and and it has the content library to do so. Um, you know, I think consumers would be appreciative of being able to watch them on HBO, but also watch it on Netflix, you know, that sort of thing. And especially as two of the more expensive platforms, um, you know, it's going to be interesting how that plays out. It's also going to be interesting how Apple and Amazon and what are those folks uh, decide to add a linear route or whether some sort of linear television picks up the content. I don't know how they would do that, you know, uh, from a technology standpoint. But again, these are all sort of possibilities um, as we sort of move forward. So, so again, looking at this wide distribution strategy, sort of what happens, um, you know, on in, in on one hand, you could say that Warner Brothers Discovery could make uh, new content exclusive to HBO Max or related platforms, while um, they license legacy content, you know, sort of older content to platforms, even for competitors, uh, which I think is probably a smart idea. Um, you know, and then consumers can watch content on multiple platforms in different formats, um, because of course not all consumers are going to be on every platform. So you need to be able to meet your consumer where they're at. So, um, you know, why distribution? Um, if not watered down, by the way, because you can go too far on this. You can be on too many platforms. And it, um, But, you know, who knows? Maybe in the long run. I mean, this is sort of the old story about, um, you know, Braves baseball games. Atlanta Braves baseball games. I grew up in Los Angeles, right? And so you know, you would see Braves baseball games on TV. You would see Chicago Cubs games on WGN. And uh, now, although maybe you say, okay, well, how effective was that strategy? Well, at the end of the day, you know, you're growing up in Los Angeles and the only games you're able to see on TV is, you know, the Braves or the Cubs because they have a dedicated channel. Um, so a little ahead of their time in that sense. But you know, again, we'll we'll sort of see where this goes. Um, but I think a a wide distribution strategy, if not watered down, you know, could could really be successful. Um, and I think that you can have a mix between exclusivity and sort of openness, particularly when it comes to the age of content or what content you're using. So, you know, really in closing, as as more and more streamers enter the content space, as streamers continue to consolidate with studios. As um, you know, as obviously the technology changes becomes you know becomes a little bit better, um, licensing is going to become even more competitive and expensive because people are going to be looking for content. 
um, you know, content ownership and management will also become increasingly expensive and important. So uh, we'll see how all of this plays out. Um, but it's just, it's a fascinating topic to think about when it comes to, to streaming and, and, um, and the ability to distribute content. So um, thanks again, folks, for listening in. I'm your host, Jeremy Evans. This is the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Network. This show has been brought to you by Bet Online. So we'll look forward to being back with you next week. Um, and um, again, really appreciate listening in and look forward to uh, talking with you soon. Thank you so much. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube